Untapped Talent on cliffcentral.com. Welcome to This is Untapped Talent with myself, Sia Sangweni Finn, right here on cliffcentral.com. Thank you so much for having me on. It's another hour where I get to shine the spotlight on young, awesome people who are just flourishing in their fields. Oh, look at that. How about a little alliteration on this Friday? Um, it's very, very exciting this today. So I'm, I will be talking to a rapper. His name is Cap Fresh. He has a very, very interesting background to him not only is a rapper and a singer but he's also a producer and a poet and he calls himself the god-fearing artist the rapper that brings a blessing within every verse i don't know i feel like that's very very deep and i would love to get to know what that meaning is all about and get to know him a little bit better but also i'll be chatting to someone whenever i just think about her I get a smile on my face. And maybe that's because of the line of work that she does. Her name is Zola Nene. She is a chef and food stylist, but also you may know her lovely, lovely face as you see her every weekday morning on SABC3's Expresso. So she's just released her new cookbook. Its name is Simply Delicious. So she is herself Simply Delicious. And now she's here to impart her words of wisdom in a new cookbook. So it's awesome stuff right here on cliffcentral.com this Friday morning. And you know, as always, Always, if you always want to get in contact with us, join the conversation on our WeChat official account. It's Cliff Central. All you have to do is to send us a message, just tap connect and message to show. And what you type will come up, pop up right in front of the screen here, or else the old way. You can always tweet us at cliffcentral.com or at sia underscore sf. Yeah, see, nice, plain and simple. So I really want to kick things off this Friday in the you know, this really becomes a nice highlight of the week. Not only is just doing the show an awesome little highlight, but I love, love, love the cover of the week segment that we have on the show here. So every single week, go onto YouTube, look who's doing uh, some awesome stuff. And we see, you know, these young people who are covering popular songs. So this week, the artist's name on YouTube who I found is Tanner Patrick. So Tanner's 24 years old. He's from Los Angeles in America. He's a singer-songwriter. And now he's very, very successful, I think, you know. He's definitely on the right path. But he started off on YouTube. So he started uploading videos on his YouTube channel, Tanner Patrick, which now has over 900,000 subscribers. So that's... Yeah, incredible. And all of his view- videos have amassed almost uh, 100 million views. Um, so in 2012, he was actually selected to be part of the e-entertainment show. Do you still remember? It's called um, Opening Act. So way back when, where he shared the stage with country music superstar Brad Paisley as well. But in 2014, he decided to like hone things for himself and he released the music video for his single, Satellites, and his debut album, The Waiting Home. So he describes that album as this intentionally diverse uh, uh, piece of work with a rock pop influence. So in the summer of 2014, he also began uploading his music to Vine, where he now has over 700,000 followers and 145 million loops. I mean, that's... Dude, good on you, Tanner Patrick. And so Tanner also plays acoustic guitar, bass guitar, piano, and other instruments. And so on this cover, you'll basically get a little hint of what he does as well. Um, All the instruments you hear in the background of this song is all played by him and also, of course, the vocals are of Tanner. So the song he's covering is Adele's When We Were Young. I have a little touch-and-go relationship with the song. I think it's an amazing, amazing song. And I'm always very pro-team Adele as I defend her. Because I think, you know what? People think Adele is a bit too emotional. And she's always depressed and sad. But just let her be. If she's making money off her heartache, then that's all that matters. So this is Tanner Patrick's on this week's cover of the week. uh, Covering Adele's When We Were Young. 
Like a song when we were young. Oh. <laughs> Just pass the tissues around and I won't judge you. Come on. Am I the only one feeling that? That was an awesome, awesome song. I think I might be a bit too Adele, like too biased against Adele. But it's a good song and it's an emotional song. You know what I want? You know what? Let's just join together. Let's band together wherever you are, whatever you're going through. Maybe if you are going through a bit of a breakup, (laughs) just sing with Tanner Patrick. There we go. Even if you aren't an Adele fan, I think this song sort of hits you in a nice place. Exactly like we were before. Never mind. I remembered I'm singing live on air, so it was better with the mics off. That was Tanner Patrick with Adele's When We Were Young, this week's cover of the week edition. I think it's an awesome song. I think I might be a bit too biased, but you let me know. Tweet us at cliffcentral.com or at C underscore SF or send us a message on WeChat. If not, you know what? I think I might just, just because this is my Zimbabwe, I might just end off the show with this as well. But moving on, let's get on with the show. Very, very excited to talk to my first guest right here on cliffcentral.com. Untapped talent on cliffcentral.com. Oh, yes. I say this at the beginning of the show. Whenever I just even read her name, she puts a smile on my face. In her own words, Zola Nene, the Express's resident chef, says, Food has always been a huge part of my life. Important occasions were always marked with a feast of some sort. So this book, new uh, latest cookbook, Simply Delicious, chronicles my food journey thus far, how it started and what has shaped me into the chef that I am today. And with those beautiful words, she joins me live from Cape Town this morning. Good morning. Morning, Miss Zola. Morning, Sia. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm so well. You even s- better now that I'm talking to you. You are my favorite person. I'm even better <laughs> because I'm talking to you, of course. <laughs> so, first and foremost, congratulations with your cookbook, oh. Simply Delicious. Thank you so much. Is, it, is this your first cookbook? It is. It's my very, very first. Hopefully not my last, but I'm very excited about my first. So I'm sure this feels like a baby of yours, you know, just chronicling this whole process of getting to the stage where it's finally published, all the recipes are finally approved and compiled, and it's ready to go out into the masses. It is. It's like being, it's like an elephant being pregnant because, you know, elephants are pregnant for two years and (laughs) two years to do. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I'm so, so excited to finally have birth with this little. So before we get into this, I just want to get some background knowledge about Zola. You know, you, you say this, you know, food has always just been in your life and it's not just about, you know, toast and butter on bread. You know, it, mm. it, it's a feast whenever you eat. So when did you first realize that maybe I should take this chef thing, uh, seriously and make a profession of it? Well, you know, I've always, like you said, loved food, but I've never really thought of it as a, a career choice until much later in life. Um, so when I was in primary school, I was, you know, taking out sort of cook-by-picture books from the library. I was that girl sort of making cakes for everyone at school. Um, <laughs> I would have loved to be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when I left 
school. Um, shipping wasn't really a profession that I was looking to do. Um, but, you know, I, so I, I left school. I went straight into um, law because I thought, you know, I'm very argumentative. I can talk, you yeah. know, you know with anyone under the table. So I thought, <laughs> you know, law would, would suit me. So I did that for about two years. And then, you know, in, my, in the end of my second year, I realized that actually this isn't really what I want to do. So I spoke to my dad and he was very understanding. He's like, you know what? Don't do anything that you're not passionate about for a second more than you have to. So what do you like to do? He literally asked me the question. He said, tell me what you like to do. And I said, you know, I really like to cook. And my dad said, okay, go and cook overseas for two years and see if it is something that you really like to do. And that's basically when it all started in terms of my, my professional career. Wow. So I went overseas. I worked in a professional brasserie kitchen. I survived, which was always good. <laughs> and that sort of cemented the fact that I did want to be a chef. So then I came back home and I enrolled in an institute of culinary arts. I studied for three years. I specialized in food media. And as they say, the rest is history. Here that, I am. That is incredible. <laughs> you see, I, I admire anyone who has more talents than me. And I'll be the very first person, <laughs> you know, to give props where props are due. For me, I... I I need your rating here, Zola. You know, I'm not an, an amazing cook, mm-hmm. but I make a killer breakfast. Hey, that's, you know, breakfast is one of my favorite meals. Exactly. Like eggs or, or you know, an omelette or any sort of fruit salad. I'm down with that. Don't ask me to make like a three course dinner. So is that, <laughs> do I at least pass on on the scale? No, listen, you definitely get points because not everyone can make an egg, you know? If you can fry an egg, if you can boil an egg, if you can make an omelette, like you said, yes. you're already ahead of the game. Trust me. <laughs> okay, thank you. I now feel good about myself so we can move yes, on with no, this interview. You definitely get a, get a pass. So I'd love to know, how was it like studying in the UK? Because it's one thing to say, oh my goodness, I'm passionate about X, Y, and Z. But now being faced with the reality, I'm sure there's a high standard. And how do you go about, you know, making sure and persevering to the point where, you know, you match the standards and you really put in the work that's needed? Well, I I actually came home to study. So I enrolled at home. But first I went to um, the UK to sort of work in professional kitchens. I think that, you know, my dad said go overseas and work because he sort of wanted me to, to be out of my comfort zone if you ah, did work. Because yeah. I think you sort of discover more of what you're really passionate about when you don't really have that many lifelines that close to you. Yeah. So going to the UK, being away from the family and sort of just applying myself to the job that I was assigned, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, sort of cemented the fact that, yes, this is a career choice for me. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, some of the top restaurants in the world are in the UK. So... It made sense to go there. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it was, it was really nice being being away from home and learning, you know, trying to sort of discover the culture there and the lifestyle there while being a working person, while trying to survive, while trying to decide if this is actually something I'm going to do. Um, so, yeah, it was a really, really great experience. And I'd, I'd actually, I haven't been back since, you know, I came back after um, working there. Uh-huh. Um, so I should really go back sometime. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you mentioned that, you know, some of the top restaurants are in the UK. So let's be mm. uh, honest about this whole food and, and dining experience. What are the realities like behind the scenes in the kitchen? Is there ever like a, <laughs> a you see, I'm really putting you on the spot here. Is, there, are, a, is yeah. there ever a point where, you know, you've sliced and diced, you know, and you've put in your hard work and into something and it happens to slip off the plate? Maybe onto the floor. <laughs> Does the five-second rule apply uh, there? Yeah, no, the five-second <laughs> rule never applies. Not okay. in a professional kitchen, 
it's not in your own kitchen, it should never apply. I've never, ever, ever worked in a place where something fell on the floor or on uh-huh. the bin or, you know, anywhere where, you know, the chef or the head chef or the chef in charge ever said, oh, no, just give it a rinse, it'll be fine. Yeah. Never, ever, ever have I ever encountered that. So um, it's definitely not the norm. Thank sure. you so much. That puts me <laughs> at ease so much. And also, <laughs> what do you guys do when you're faced with very picky customers? Well, you know, I mean, in restaurant industries, the customer is always right. So okay. even if they order their steak medium and you take it out medium and then they they say, no, this isn't medium for them, you just, you know, you take it back into the kitchen and you cook it and you do it the way they want to. Because, you know, it's a service industry. So the people that you're serving have the final say. So, it says, I mean, you, you get mad about it, of course. You know, chefs are all human yeah. and they get upset about it and they know what a medium steak is and they know what they've made and they know that it's right and they know that... <laughs> You know, the customer's just being picky. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, that customer has to leave happy. Otherwise, they're not going to come back. So okay. it's important to make, you know, your customers feel welcome and to feel like they are right all the time. You're really putting me at ease now because I'm one of those picky customers <laughs> who will order something and then I don't like it. And then it has avo and then has too much cheese. All right. So I'm <laughs> glad. <laughs> I, I hope I encounter chefs like you more so often. So yeah. <laughs> you'll never be allowed in restaurants. <laughs> so when you were back in South Africa, you know, you actually tried to make Joburg your home uh, for did, a while. I did. I did. How, how was Joburg for you? Are you a native Cape uh, Townian? Well, I was born in, in, in Durban, in Amazintoti, but then I, were, I moved with my family to George when I was about six years old. So okay. I grew up in George, and then I've, so Cape Town's been my home for the last, what, 12, uh, what, no, it must be about eight years now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I love Cape Town. Cape Town is home to me, and, you know, it's close enough to George where, you know, I can go home for the weekends and stuff four hours away. Mm. Um, and the seas here, and the mountains here, and all the hot food spots are here. So I feel very much, you know, in my little comfort zone. So Joburg was a very big change. I mean, the rhythm is very different in Joburg. Oh, yeah. The weather, oh, yeah. my gosh, the weather is very different <laughs> in Joburg. I mean, I still, to this day, every time I come to Joburg, I get a nosebleed. Every, yeah, everything is just a bit too intense here. Yeah. It's all it's amplified so and very high energy. So exactly. I'm, I'm glad you've at least settled into the rhythm of Cape Town. How was it like when you got the espresso gig in the beginning? Because here you are, you know, very kind of unsettled, but you followed your passion, which I admire so much in people. And you get this affirmation of being hired on this show that was still in the concept back then, but has been mm-hmm. growing from strength to strength and finally Absolutely. being uh, hired on espresso. How was that for you? Well, it was, it was, I mean, it was, I don't know, it was like an accidental sort of situation, really. So How I was did it happen? Still, well, I was still in, in, in Joburg. So I think I've, I've moved to Joburg for, with the intention of being there for at least two years. And I only survived about six months. Oh, um, wow. So when, <laughs> when Espresso was conceptualized, they sort of heard that I was moving back. To Cape Town. Uh-huh. So they called me and they were like, oh, well, we're starting this new show. We'd love for you to come and be food stylist. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. I'm moving back to Cape Town. I'm going to go do something that I love. And never had a, did I have the intention of being on screen ever. Wow. But for some reason, the producers um, decided, well, the patient, herself, patient Steven, yeah. said, you know what? I want you to try out. I want you to, to do something on, on screen, do kids cooking. So I was cooking with uh, kids on, on the show. Um, mm. And I sort of fought it for a while and I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it just to prove to you how bad I'll be. And then, you know, this moment will pass. Were you just going to be happy, you know, cooking and placing the food and then you can move it to elsewhere? I was going to be so happy just 
you know, developing recipes in the background, yes. preparing the food, sort of that, that type of thing. And um, anyway, I went on for the first time. I sort of shot this thing with the kids, and they loved it. And yeah, that's what, that's where it all stemmed from. So yeah, I did it to prove them wrong, but then I proved them right. <laughs> well, the people have um, definitely spoken. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's what, has it been six years now working on Espresso? Yeah, since 2010, since October 2010. So uh, you you need to be honest with me once again. You know, I love how I'm just getting you to level with me on everything here. Of course. Out of the whole team, who's the pickiest eater? Ooh, who's <laughs> the pickiest eater? Does you know, Leanne not like avos? <laughs> it does. Depending on like you know what eating plan they're all in on at the, any given time. Uh-huh. Um, but they're all pretty. No, they're all pretty relaxed in terms of what they eat. It's just like I said, depends on if they're on a certain eating plan. Um, like now, Lee's not really doing carbs so much. Mm-hmm. So if I bake a cake, for example, she sort of smell it and sort of ooh and ah about <laughs> it. But she, she, <laughs> she'll be tempted to try it, but she won't because she, you know, she's really good with that. Very um, diligent. No, okay. they're, all very, they're all very very adventurous in terms of what they eat. Um, Kat, on the other hand, will eat anything and everything. <laughs> oh, you see, he's the person who we all secretly envy, who will eat as much as possible but never gain oh, weight. Oh, yeah. No, he is that guy. He's that guy. He's everything and just still looks on fleek at all times. <laughs> on fleek, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> out of, out of all, all of them, who eats the most junk? We now need to get to the truth of all Ooh, of this. Ooh, who eats the most junk? Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's such a... You'll just find them I... snacking on chocolate all the time. No, you know what? They snack on really healthy things. Like, Ewan will snack on boiled eggs, for example. Wow. Um, They'll have like granola or tuna or, yeah, they don't snack. I've actually never seen them snack on anything. Like I've never seen them open a packet of chips. Uh-huh. Why did I think about it? Oh my. Goodness. I need to help them with that. I need to sneak in some chips in there so they can live a little. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you need to write a cookbook just for them. So Zola, <laughs> let's talk about your, your book, Simply Delicious. Uh, was it always in your plans to do a project like this? Well, you know, I think every chef has uh, sort of aspires to have a cookbook, but it's not anyone, I mean, no chef ever thinks, oh, this, uh, I, I dream of having a, a cookbook. It's just always in the back of your mind, if yeah. you will. Um, and if the opportunity ever arises, of course, you're going to jump for it. But it's not something that chefs sort of aim to do, if you will. Yeah. Um, so when the opportunity came along, when um, Penguin gave me the opportunity, um, of course I jumped at it because, you know, having your recipes sort of, out there forevermore for people to sort of enjoy and cook and connect with is just something that you can't pass up. Pass Absolutely. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and what makes Simply Delicious different? What sets you and this book different and why should people go out and get it? Well, you know, most cookbooks um, are sort of the chapter names are sort of, you know, regular. So there's a chicken chapter, a dessert chapter, or for example, a beef chapter, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. So my chapters in my book, Simply Delicious, are sort of are very different. So the book chronicles my food journey from sort of beginning to this point. So um, the chapter names are things like um, Nostalgic Nibbles, which is a chapter that's about the type of food that my mom and my grandmother taught me how to cook that I've now evolved into recipes today. There's a, a tasty travel um, chapter. Very where, cool. um, I, Sort of my travel influences and influences certain dishes that I make. Um, there's also my my current my current culinary cosmos Ooh. chapter, which is which is basically <laughs> the chef that I am today and the type of food that I cook and entertain my friends with, if you will. Uh-huh. So all the chapters are sort of um you know like um 
chapters in my life, if you will. So they're not like ordinary, um, regular cookbook chapters. There's also a story behind why each chapter exists and why each recipe is included in the book. So it's more, it's not only a cookbook, but it's a, it's a book to sort of get to know me a little more personally, which is, is, is fab, I think. That's, <laughs> yeah, of course it is. That's very, very cool <laughs> stuff. I'm so excited for you. You know, I, I, oh, thank I just you. mentioned just reading your name out or saying your name just puts a smile on my face because you're just a ray of sunshine and it's awesome, oh, awesome yeah, stuff. You say, the right things, you know? <laughs> I just I just say all the right things so that the next time I'm in Cape Town and I'm stranded for lunch. Oh, you know, it's a date. I'll just yeah. knock on your door and you'll make things happen. So this is absolutely there, there we go. This show is recorded. It will stay as a podcast, so this is audio proof. I'll hold you against it. <laughs> so absolutely awesome chatting to you. Where can we get the book? When can we get the book as well? Okay, so the book is available all over the country um, in all good bookshops. It's also available online as well, so you can also um, search for it online and find it there. Um, it retails for 250 rand, so I hope everyone goes out and gets it, because I promise you the recipes are simply delicious. As the, exactly, <laughs> as the title eloquently <laughs> expresses as well. Zola, thank you so much for chatting with me this morning. Oh, Sia, thank you so much for having me. And where can we follow you, by the way? Uh, on Twitter, at Zola underscore Nene. Correct. And um, also the same, the same handle for my Instagram. And I'm also on Facebook, Zola Nene Chef. Well, congratulations, by the way, because I know you recently joined the Instagram world. <laughs> I did. I think you're like a week <laughs> in, <did>. right? <laughs> I literally am a week in. You don't tell people my business. Okay, okay but, <laughs> but it's fine. You know, it's, you, we're welcoming you into the Insta world. Oh, by the way, I, ha- I just have to quickly take this opportunity. What do you think is like the, the recipe for the weekend? What should we do this weekend? Oh, I think, well, you know, in Cape Town, it's a little cloudy now. So uh-huh. I think what I made for dinner last night is very fitting for the weekend. I made, I went back traditional and I made tramp and beans with beef stew. Oh, I mean, very hearty. could it get any better? So delicious. Oh, okay. Takes a bit of yes. time, but it's worth it for the weekend. You know, weekend fair. Definitely worth it. Spend some time it. in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Mm. On that note, let me go and now just sit alone and realize that I'll just go home and manage to scrape some toast together, not some beans. <laughs> Zola, all the best on your journey and thank you so much for chatting me with me this morning. Thank you so much, dear. You have a wonderful day. Likewise. All the best. Bye. Untapped talent on cliffcentral.com. What an awesome, awesome person to get to know and chat to a little bit more. It's very, very awesome. Zola Nene from S Espresso now released her latest cookbook. It's titled Simply Delicious. Very cool getting to chat to her. Cindy on WeChat says, Zola sounds like such an awesome and life-living person. Nice one, Sia. Although if your fussy e- eating self shows up at her door, she really should run for the hills. So it's... Cindy, I know you're kind of being honest, but that's not kind of what I want to hear right now. Uh, hopefully, you know, Zola will be able to embrace me in all of my mm, vegetarian, non-nut or tomato eating self. But I like tomato sauce and I don't like nuts, but I like peanut butter. You know, I feel like she will be able to accommodate. Let's see how it goes. Um, so anyway, moving on with the show. Very excited to chat to my next guest. He calls himself the God-fearing artist, the rapper that brings a blessing within every verse. I think you know what? He's going to do the talking in just a little bit. But before that, let's actually get his music to rather do an adequate introduction for him. His name is Cap Fresh, and here's his latest single. It's simply titled Rise. <laughs> I'm going to my 
untapped talent on cliffcentral.com. What better introduction do you need, you know, than your very own song? Just simply straight puts done and dusted. Good morning, Mr. Cavfresh. Uh, good morning, good morning. How are you doing? I'm perfectly well, thanks to yourself. I'm awesome. Thank you so much for stopping by the show this morning. No, thank you for the invite. Eh? So that was Rise right. by your, Yourself. Correct. How does it feel after this entire journey, you know, when you are a musician and you put so much hard work and effort into your music and you hear your music being played? Well, it's always, uh, first and foremost, it's the coffee and artist, aka the rapper that brings a blessing with every verse. You, you see, I, I'm not Sutu, but I feel like I want to be Sutu <laughs> after whatever you just said. I thought that was nice and cool. Uh, you know, I always got to keep the formality straight. You know? Yes. Yeah. So it's nice and cool that you have the aka Cap Fresh, and that's yeah. Cap with a K, but your real name is Koketso. Let me try this because I'll, I'm, I'll be dismal. Motsotata. Motsi. Motsotata. Yes, Motsi Otata. What does that mean? Strong household. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. You see, this song, this song even doesn't work for me anymore. I just want to be Sia Motsotata. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Where did it all begin with you? It's very right, interesting well, uh, to note yeah, that. Yo, it's been, it's been like just over three years now, you know, mm-hmm. being in the music industry. Um, it's been nothing but a place, you know. Um, super, super, super blessed. Yeah, and yeah, but I mean, uh, first I actually used to go by the name of Capital K, but then I found was out this that Capital K with a all K with the K, the capital yeah, the also. Capital it's like K. very Kardashian, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then I found out that actually there's more than one of us in the same game with the same name. You know? Really? So it wasn't about twenty. 12 yeah 2012 i was going through a transition but you know everyone used to call me cap 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 and you know my style changed and everything uh-huh. so everyone used to be like yo cap man that's fresh you know like that's fresh that's fresh so cap fresh it was just a natural evolution yeah, you know and then that's how it came about now how did this computer science and software engineer yeah. guy <laughs> become a rapper yeah um and it's very funny because actually it was my music actually was born after high school mm-hmm. you know, after um, matriculating after high school I won't say when I matriculated of course <laughs> <laughs> just be proud of whatever you you've know? achieved and wherever you were and yes it was actually um, I was always like the, the science and numbers guy in high school uh-huh. so if it wasn't I, I couldn't see myself doing anything else you know but I, I feel like you were also sitting at the desk and you were the one like tapping yeah, out a beat I was, I was that school. guy in high school you know that I, I you know uh, if you wanted the latest track yes I could, you know I could be your guy and everything. And, you know, I was always very good at uh, memorizing lyrics. So I'd come through on a Monday and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And people like, oh, was that you? Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 that's straight, that's straight. And then people be like, oh, but then. So everybody heard like Jay-Z's latest song from you as if it was your own. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) And then after high school, you know, I was actually, um, I was given an opportunity to actually go into a studio, like a local studio back Mm -hmm. at home. And I was like, wow. So this is how music is actually done, you know, from the production and mixing and mastering recording and everything and i was like this is this is where home is it felt like home and when did you make that move to you know i'd say uh, yeah i've always been that numbers guy and whatever you know family or friends Mm -hmm. may be doing or whatever they say i'm going to take this seriously what made what made you take all along it's always been like a side hustle kind of thing you know Uh because i mean i was studying computer science and but i think the passion was the calling was too strong you know the calling was too strong and yeah, man. I mean, I'm talking about like ever since you know, like uh, um, newspaper articles to 
first TV appearances, you know, I just felt like this is this is exactly it. So this year, actually, we're just taking the whole music thing like as a mainstream thing. So you're getting very deep now. If yeah. you call, not even calling this a job or a passion, yeah. you say this is the calling. This is the calling. why. Why calling? And more than that, you know, why do you call yourself the rapper that brings a blessing within in reverse? Yeah. Um, it was actually surprising that actually one of my members from church heard one of my songs, you know, mm-hmm. and the thing is when I write. I think it's subconsciously that I always, you know, reference to like a God kind of verse or like a reference, you know. Okay. And then someone actually listened to my lyrics and they were like, yo, you know, you have such a deep message because in our days, you know, we're talking about, we always talk about turn ups. Yes. Girls with the finest. Yes. Girls with the biggest, you know. So I just come things with, uh, I just, you know, come with a different angle. And actually someone was like, wow, you know, your music brings such a blessing. And I was like, wow. So me, it was never intentional where you yeah, were like, you know, like, I want to inspire. And this is what I'll put in my lyrics. No, no, no. Like it, uh, it, it only came hit me like, yeah, it only hit me like, you know, after like the third, fourth single. And I was like, you know, this is how I write. And yeah. this is how people perceive my music. And let me carry on with that. And I just embraced it and put a label towards it, I guess. Yeah. Because you know? ever since that person was like, you know, your, your music really does bring like a blessing into what I listen to. And I was like, wow. Uh-huh. You know. I guess I'll just be the rapper that brings a blessing with the reverse. So then with that said, how do you feel when you hear the latest chart topper mm. and it's talking about, yeah, I was in the club and I was popping bottles <laughs> and there yeah. was this girl who looked fine and thick, mama. Yeah, you can <laughs> now tell that I'm not a rapper because yeah. there, there was no rhythm there. <laughs> no, was yeah. the, no one did make any sense. Yeah, the thing is uh, with music nowadays, you know, um, it, it swings Either way, mm-hmm. you know, like tomorrow, like a, a, a club banger can be the most popular song, and yeah. then next week, something very deep and, and central can be the biggest thing. But nowadays, I just feel like the trend is that we need to talk about, you know, the girls and the cars yes. and stuff. But for me, it's all about, you know, st- just staying true to myself and being grounded. Actually. So, do you not feel the pressures to conform? I do feel the pressure, you know, but I feel that it's much easier for me to do that than for them to do what I do. Okay, let me see. wait. It's much, much easier, easier for you to conform than for everybody else's turn no, 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 no. up. When co- you were saying that, um, does it put pressure on me in terms of the style of music that they do? Yeah, yeah. As in, like, I can go into the studio and rap about girls and stuff like that. Yes. But it's not every rapper can talk about what I talk about. Got it. All yeah, right, got it. That's what I meant. That. So, it, but doesn't it hit you sometimes where you're like, Ugh, well, everybody just wants to turn up and look at the guys who are getting all the gigs. Isn't it just easier? Should I just throw all of this aside? No, nah, because the thing is, um, the fact that there's feedback and response means mm-hmm. there's, there's something happening. You know, the fact that someone can, you know, take their time to tweet about something or Facebook me or send an email. It means someone out there is listening. They're actually taking the time to download my music and, and actually listen. And still make the time and effort to give me a response, you know. For me, that's, 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 that's more than enough. Yeah. Um, the, the money, the fame and everything comes secondary. But for me, that the fact that, you know, the work is being done and someone is saying, I'm listening, you know. Wow. Attention. That's powerful stuff, brother. Yeah. I, I, I want to know, you know, we're fresh off the Grammys. Yeah. Um, how did you feel when you watched Kendrick Lamar mm. perform at the Grammys? Mm. Because mm. I think, for an artist like you, yeah. who's in a separate vein, who 
wants to make sure that what you produce and what you say through your yeah. music is powerful. You know, if you did miss it, Kendrick Lamar performed at the Grammys. These were the 58th yeah. annual Grammys. And it was a very powerful message. You know, he, he made references to black men in, in incarceration. Mm. You know, they were, they were rightful messages and thoughts yeah. and ideas in his lyrics yes. and message. So for you as an artist, when you see Kendrick, who yeah. also sweeped the awards yeah. as well, walked away, with, I think five if i'm not mistaken um how how does that make you feel look like kendrick uh you know for me i look at him as not really an idol but someone that you know he is he's very lyrical yeah i'm saying he's very lyrical and he you know he's very good at wordplay and you know he hits you really with that with with that core message and that's what i feel that a lot of south africans are doing because um i think i was listening to some other show that I can't really mention yet. <laughs> and, Feel free, but we'll and judge you. Oh, yeah. That person was saying that, you know, if we're going to be sounding like Americans, like we're going against Kendrick's, your Drake's and Jay-Z's and stuff like that, we need to bring our own South African sound, you know. So that's why the whole turn-up music kind of sounds as if like Rato abroad. Yes. So for me, I try to merge this whole thing of since Kimotswana, I speak about God, lyricism, and a bit of, you know, I mean, my music, I feel like you can definitely know Bobby here too yeah. now and again. But you're just being real. Just being real at the end of the day, you know. Um, it's all about just finding a channel and a cross just to making music that is relatable to someone across me, you know. Yeah. Because my music for me, it's like it's like having a conversation with someone else. I'm recording a song and when it's done and stuff like that, we send it out and someone downloads it on the other end. It's like... I'm having a conversation with the person that just downloaded my music. Yeah. Whether I'm not physically with them or over the phone, but that's what the song needs to carry the message that I'm not seeing this guy or I've, I don't know about him, but mm. his music has to say something to me. You see, I love that you have that outlook and yeah. you put so much thought into your music because there are some people I hear them rap about, you know, and this is not just at rappers, but artists in general yeah. will be. Rapping about yeah, popping bottles, and I'm like, but guy, you're probably on overdraft right now. Like, <laughs> why, why just yeah. not be real? I mm-hmm. feel like it's easier, and people resonate with yeah. an authentic message more, you know. And here you are, Mister Kafresh, you know, being very, very authentic and real in your music. Um, where, where to from here? What's the plan? You know, 2016, plan. still in its early ages. Yeah. Where? What's the overall dream? The overall dream. Wow. Yo, I feel like it's about to get deep. <laughs> so no. let me take out my paper and my pen. All right. No, um, what I can definitely say is that, you know, like um, like I said this year, you know, we're taking the whole music thing mainstream now. So more interviews, um, you know, you'll be seeing me out there. I actually caught an episode of you on, I think it was Vuzu or something. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. and I was like, that's the gum. <laughs> you know? uh, but like for me, my plans right now, you know, I'm dropping uh, my latest offering, KK, myself and Care Fresh, the mixtape. Got 17, it. Uh, 17 track offering. Um, one of the songs was on um, Zanzi's side, his theme song. So that's super exciting right that's there. That's awesome. Yeah, but basically we're just treating this mixtape like an album. Yeah. You know, like we're doing, we're taking everything seriously. Every milestone, every achievement, every uh, opportunity, we're taking it as seriously as possible because yeah. we're treating this project like an album where can people get more info on this follow up on you read more about you okay, um right now uh you can just follow me on social networks you know Gates or capfresh on facebook at capfresh music on twitter i post regularly about my post but i'll be dropping a, a website actually real soon perfect real, real, real soon um it's going to be carefreshmusic.com. So. Nice and simple, straight <laughs> to the point. To the now, point. listen, I can't just let you leave the studio. Here you are. You've, yeah. you've been very emotive and you've moved 
everybody around here. So yeah. you can't leave without dropping us, you know, some imparting <laughs> yeah, some true pearls of wisdom mm-hmm. in your lyrics. Can we have a little one liner, two liner, something? Um, okay, well, I hope you guys are listening attentively because this ain't your average rap session because it's Catfresh killing MC's high school Your class is about a being session. It's 7.30. The school bell is now ringing. Now everybody report to the quartet assembly and start singing. Girls, lower down your skirts. Boys, tuck in your shirts. Jack up all test to most clock on best belief. I stay shining. So I'm a producer. So I'm going to chop them all up like a sample. But I don't need chalk and blackboard just to set an example. Put so many holes in your body that you can't calculate. I suggest you don't study me because I know you won't graduate. Play my music on full blast. So it reaches the highest decibel You should report all the whack rappers to me Because I am the principal Wait, you should look up to me Because I am your calculus superhero Because I'm the only rapper out here That I can actually divide by zero You're feeling suicidal Then hang yourself with the tie Well, everybody knows That Carefresh is a nice guy Like time the multiplication I ain't here to multiply I feed him a 3,14 And make sure they satisfy with that part Now, Plot my success on a graph and it's shooting exponentially. I got more punchlines after the number infinity. It's KK myself and Carefresh, the true trilogy. We can even bring guns into the classroom and start having trigonometry. You just joined us, you're late, straight to detention. And I will divide you like our 11 languages and leave you with so many denominations. Now, for all those who thought that I was only half as nice, Carefresh just proved to everybody they got killed by maths twice. Yo! Ay, ay, ay! <laughs> Mr. Catfresh, yeah. thank you so much for stopping by this morning. <laughs> now it's absolutely my pleasure. Dan and Dustin, you took yeah. me back to school. I was getting all these like puns. I was like, oh, trigonometry, <laughs> I get you, and the divide, you and you. Yeah, so uh, shout out to everyone that actually tuned in. Um, I know, I know, Seath is listening. I know my mom's listening. I know my grand's listening. That's shout incredible. out to the team, Joe C's. Yo, everybody that's been supporting Catfresh music. Yeah, man. Thanks for the support. You're awesome. All the best, brother. Yeah, thank you very Honestly, much. Honestly, all the best. Yeah, it no, really no. means a lot. And thank you so much once again for stopping by this ah, morning. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you to my guest, Cap Fresh. Thank you to my guest, Zola Nen. And more especially, thank you for listening. We do this every single Friday from 9 till 10 a.m. right on cliffcentral.com. Until next week, my name is Sia, and I'll see ya. Untapped talent on cliffcentral.com.